Hey, it's election weekend, and that means this weekend, Monday specifically, the people are in charge. Hey, it's election weekend, and that means this weekend, Monday specifically, the people are in charge. On Monday, the government isn't in charge, we are. We decide who gets fired, we decide who gets to keep their job, who gets hired on, and who gets promoted. It's up to us. And that is amazing. And we need to not forget or take for granted how amazing this is. Less than 14% of the world's population lives in freedom. Even places that allow voting are usually corrupt with only one candidate or people standing outside the voting area threatening with death if the person votes wrong. But here in Canada, we make it as easy as possible to vote, and every single citizen over the age of 18 can vote. We may even lean too far, actually, in this aspect. I mean, literally, there is nothing you can do to have the right to vote taken away. You can be in prison for terrorism or murder and still vote. You can live outside of the country for the last 50 years and have never visited Canada in that time period. You still get to vote. I don't actually like either of those situations personally, but everyone 18 and over who is a citizen can vote here in Canada. Another amazing thing is the respect we as Canadians have for each other. So today I was driving around doing a lot of mom driving. I had to get groceries at Walmart. I was returning a couch cover that didn't fit from another store and I picked up my daughter from a sleepover. So I was actually driving through a few towns and what really impacted me was the lawn signs and I'd never really thought about it before. One house had the NDP which is literally the Canadian Socialist Party. And two houses down, there was a Conservative Party, and then across the road, a Green Party. And then you pass two Liberal signs, and then another Conservative sign, and a few party signs. There was a few People's Party signs as well. Here's the thing. Neighbors, all with extremely different views, and proudly saying what their beliefs are without a problem. That's actually kind of amazing when you stop to think about it. We don't attack each other. We don't burn down the houses of people with different views. We just live life. This is essentially the essence of a free society. Unfortunately, we see that starting to change. There's videos of people destroying lawn signs and Jasmeet Singh has said he doesn't respect conservatives. The video of him saying he's sorry uh, it doesn't look very believable. He seems so joyful as he was saying he has no respect for conservative people. We need to build a wall of respect, set boundaries, and demand our leaders not divide us. As a society, as citizens of a free country, we need to make sure the next generation doesn't destroy the freedom that we have. We need to not only have the freedom to vote, but we must have the freedom to publicly say what our political beliefs are, because that's freedom. History shows us that freedom quickly disappears, and our freedom was not free. Our citizens of the past died for the freedom that we have, and in my opinion, 
Soon we may need to fight again to keep that freedom. I hope I'm wrong about that. I'm pretty active on social media, so for those of you who will follow me, I'm going to be silent Monday as you vote. I'm actually working at the poll booth. It's my deepest honor to help people, my fellow citizens, vote regardless of what party they vote for. I'm honored to be part of the process. But in respect for the position, I will not have my phone on me that entire day. Well, until I get home and I watch the counting. At least two of my kids are excited to stay up and watch with me, and I have treats already purchased. It's going to be a party. And I will also be back on social media in the evening. I might even do some videos. So in this election episode, let me tell you my thoughts on the parties, and we'll end with the liberals since they're currently in power and will take the most time. For my American listeners, you might be surprised at how many parties we have. So there's the Green Party. This used to be a joke party, but it's now a party you kind of have to take seriously, sort of. All right, they have no chance of winning, but they may get up to three to five seats, it looks like. They have one major goal, and that's environmental change. And these changes would be very imposing on the country's finances. However, they actually have a better platform and a more fiscally competitive platform than the NDP. So the NDP, that is our socialist party. So once again, for my American friends who are sometimes shocked to find this out, we have an actual socialist party. Now, they're not going to win, but they will get a lot of seats, enough to be a kingmaker in this election. And as a kingmaker, they've already said that they will crown Justin Trudeau as king. I'm going to explain that at the end. They have the basically same environmental protection platform as the Green Party, but they want to bring in universal medicine and dental care, so completely bankrupt us. Also, the leader of the party, Jasmeet Singh, is banned from a whole bunch of countries because he supported a terrorist group that blew up an airplane. It's an Indian separatist group. Okay, that's kind of a lot to breathe in there. All right, the Conservative Party. Now, this is really the center party this year. I did end up voting for them because the actual right party, um, and I mean right on our platform, not correct, although I think they are correct as well. The right party, they can't win this election, but I'll talk about that a little bit. Now, the Conservative Party does plan on lowering taxes and cutting spending, um, but they will increase the number of immigrants coming to Canada, even though Canada currently has the largest immigration number per capita, larger than any other country. So increasing it is kind of insane. They have also said that they aren't going to open the abortion debate. Um, and for those of you who don't know, here in Canada, it's illegal to have an abortion for any reason all the way through the whole nine months, and it's 100% paid for by our tax dollars. So he won't even open that debate. Um, they will also open free trade between the provinces, which was a shocking thing I learned this year. We don't currently have free trade between the provinces of Canada. And also, he plans on staying in the UN and doesn't really have a problem with the 2030 agenda. So, he's somewhat conservative, but also some very not conservative things in there, which is why I say he's actually our middle party. Now, there's the People's Party, and this is actual right-wing party. 
Now, there were people in the conservative party who were not happy with the increase in immigration, especially from parts of the world that don't have the same values as us. They are also upset the conservative party plans to participate and vote positively on Agenda 2030 items in the UN. So these people actually started a whole new party called the People's Party. And they were able to put a party together really quickly. And they have representatives in almost every district, which is actually pretty impressive. But they are set to win most likely one seat. But it will be interesting if they get more than one seat. Although right now it looks like they're just going to get one seat. Some people are saying that they are going to split the vote. So there's going to be people who would normally vote conservative who are going to vote for them. And then that's going to split the conservative vote, which may end up having the conservative party lose. The next party is the Bloc Québécois party. And this is a Quebec separatist party. So they actually might determine the outcome of this election. So they really only have one thing that they care about. They want Quebec to leave Canada. So that's why they're Bloc Québécois. They just want to get out of Canada. But um, in Quebec, there's really, it's either the Liberals will take Quebec or the Bloc Québécois will take Quebec. So if the Bloc Québécois take Quebec, Liberals will probably lose the election. They won't have enough seats because the Conservatives are taking everything out West and a bunch of stuff out East. But if the Liberals win Quebec, they'll probably have enough seats to win the election because there's 55 seats just in the Toronto area, which is for sure going Liberal. All right, this leaves us with the liberals. So I'm actually going to use someone else's facts here. A listener named Tim sent this to me this morning. Uh, it's kind of long, but it identifies a lot of the reasons you need to think carefully about who you vote for on Monday. All right, so this is from Tim. So the Minister of Finance engaged in insider training, which should be a 10-year prison sentence. They blew up the Asian Pacific deal. They blew up a helicopter deal with the Philippines, um, they ended the pipeline deal, which he ended up buying the pipeline. So actually Canadian, Canadian tax dollars went and bought this pipeline and now we're not doing anything with it. It's crazy. They ruined all the deals with China. They ruined deals with Europe. They had irregular immigration, which is just a bunch of people came across the border and then they said, sure, we'll give you like a couple thousand dollars a month to live here. We'll give you free housing. We'll give you free health care. Kids can go to school and then we'll look at your whether or not you can stay or not. But there's this huge backlog. So it could take up to 11 years to get through all the people that they let in. Just walk across the border in Quebec. It's ridiculous. They alienated the United States, which is our largest trading partner. At the G7, the Liberals pledged $400 million to education around the world with another $100 million going to Global Partnership for Education in Europe. Meanwhile, Canada has a pretty messed up school system ourselves. Um, our education costs are skyrocketing, and it's making university almost impossible for most people to go to. But we did give $400 million for people in other countries to get educated. Then the Liberals gave $241 million to family planning around the world, which is basically $241 million for abortions around the world because it's not bad enough that we pay for all the abortions here in Canada. There was also a $20 million donation to Bill and Hillary Clinton Foundation. 
right? That's kind of crazy. $20 million we gave to Bill and Hillary. And of course, when the vets were asking for money, we were told, no, you're asking for too much. So we couldn't help them. They pledged $2.65 billion to climate change. They pledged $125 million to Caribbean's reconstructions. So $125 million were going to rebuild buildings in the Caribbean. They pledged $650 million to sexual and reproductive health in Haiti, which just in case you're unsure, yeah, it's a lot of abortions we're paying for there too. The Liberals pledged $50 million to Palestine for flood relief. But in the meantime, New Brunswick had some of the worst flooding in decades in this past spring. Didn't get that kind of help. The Liberals pledged $840 million to Syria for humanitarian assistance. Meanwhile, just as a little reminder, the Native Reserves here in Canada don't have clean drinking water, and we apparently can't afford to fix that. There's $10.5 million we gave to a convicted terrorist. Yeah. Then there was the $4.5 billion that we spent on a 65-year-old pipeline that's probably going to get shut down now. Then the Liberals pressured Jody Wilson-Raybould repeatedly and inappropriately with several different high-ranking officials to offer the SNC-Lavalin a deal instead of being prosecuted for repeated corruption. Then, then Liberals realized we needed to replace some planes in our military. And so they replaced them with Australia's old planes that they were getting rid of. And that cost us quite a bit of money. There's also the liberals, especially Trudeau, who seemed to be in love with Castro. Uh, all sad and horrified when he died. You know, the guy who like killed tons of people and had actual concentration camps for gay people. The liberals imposed tough regulations and taxed oil from Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Newfoundland, but no extra regulations or taxes for the oil in Saudi Arabia. Every new project that went through under Trudeau had to undergo strict environmentalist assessments, except for the cement plants in Quebec who could do whatever they want and literally dumping garbage and waste into our rivers. And then there's a the whole changing our anthem, which really was just dropping all the World War I soldiers out. Then there's all the identity politics that the liberals, especially Trudeau, are always playing until Trudeau paints his face black. Then apparently all of that is fine. Uh, Trudeau forgot that Alberta was one of our provinces in a speech that he gave. He called small business owners tax cheats. He said people who have concerns over money spent on illegal immigration are just racists. The liberals spent eight million dollars on a skating rink that they took down five months later. In the last four years under Trudeau, we have added tens of billions of dollars to our national debt. Also over the last four years, we found out that Trudeau groped a woman and laughed about it and then told her he was sorry because he didn't know she worked for an actual real newspaper because that makes a difference. Trudeau also elbowed a female MP while dragging another MP by the arm in some kind of a weird bullying thing that happened during parliament. You should see the video of that. It's kind of crazy. There's the whole people kind thing and the showing his socks to everyone thing. It's so embarrassing. 
And then there's India. Oh my goodness, you cannot get more embarrassed than India. So we convinced India to invest $250 million in Canada. And then you said how fabulous that is. Look, I got India to invest $250 million in Canada, but the only way we could do it is if we first invested $750 million in India. Then there's all of the clothing disaster that was India and the weird dancing and the inviting a terrorist to come have dinner with you in India. It was all around bad. Then Trudeau compared returning ISIS terrorists to Italian immigrants and said ISIS terrorists are going to be an extraordinary, powerful voice in Canada. He also changed it so that terrorists can now keep their Canadian citizenship. So that's the Liberals. And just in case you don't know, no, I'm not voting for the Liberals. In case that wasn't clear. So what do I think? I think the Conservatives will probably win with a minority. That means they will have the most seats of any other party, but all the other parties combined will have more seats than they have. This means the NDP will probably vote with the Liberals, making the Liberals the party in charge. There's probably going to be a no-confident vote, and we'll end up with another election next year. That's my prediction. The other possibility is that the Liberals will win with the minority, and the NDP will vote with them, and we end up with an even more left-leaning Liberal Party than what we have now. Basically, the NDP would, would be running the country as a kingmaker. No matter what happens, though, we don't have to panic. Even communist countries don't fall in four years. So even if the second scenario, which is the worst case scenario, comes true, they only get four years and there's only so much damage you can do in that time. So here's my advice for this week. On Monday, go and vote. And on Tuesday, go on with your life. Respect your fellow citizens by respecting the choice that was made. If you really hate it, then get involved with the party now and help them in four years from now when they vote again, or possibly one year if we have a confidence vote. So as a side note, something else that people have been saying is, I'm going to mark my ballot none of the above. And they think that they're going to make a statement. And as somebody who has worked the polls before, I just want to tell you what actually happens to your ballot when you do that. We have an envelope of spoiled ballots. And that means somebody wrote the wrong thing, um, messed it up, didn't do it right, and all of the spoiled ballots go in the same envelope. And nobody cares. You're not making a statement. It's not like Justin Trudeau's going to say, oh, man, Jane didn't like any of us. Wow, that's really sad that she didn't like any of us. Maybe we should just run another election and have all new people. That's not going to happen. It doesn't matter. Even if every single Canadian except for, say, 10 people did that. And the 10 people that voted, three of them voted for Justin Trudeau. That happened to be the most of everyone. Justin Trudeau wins the election. Literally, you do absolutely nothing, nothing when you spoil a ballot. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's stupid and you're not making a point. So don't do that. What you have to do if you don't like any of the candidates is you vote for the one you hate the least. And if you don't like that, guess what? That's politics. That's literally how 90% of the people vote. We vote for the person we hate the least. Now, there's a term that people use in politics where they say your base support. Your base support are the people who vote for you because they actually like you. Everybody else voting for you is voting for you because they hate you less than everyone else. 
It's kind of why the Trump thing in the States is so interesting because he has such a huge base support and almost everyone who votes for him is base support. Like they actually like him, not voting for him because they hate him less than the other one. Um, and that is growing. His base support is growing. That's why people are so awed by it. He will give a speech and fill a stadium with people outside because he has such a huge base support. But if he doesn't, he could still lose the election with a base support that big because if there's people who hate everyone and they hate him more than the other guy, they're going to vote for the other guy. So while it's great to have a base support, you have to be still better than the other people. So you might not find yourself in the category of a base support for any of the candidates here in Canada. You don't love any of them. Quite frankly, that's sort of where I fell this year. But you have to vote for the person you hate the least. For me, I eliminated the parties that I knew had zero chance of winning because to me, it's almost like voting for a spoiled ballot. Not quite. It is better than voting for a spoiled ballot to vote for a party that has no chance of winning. But I picked the parties that I thought had a chance of winning, which I would say there's three parties now that are kind of in that category. The Liberals and the Conservatives are neck and neck. Every day, it kind of goes which one is in the lead. The NDP is rising, and if we had a longer election, would probably have a very good chance of winning. So those three parties, Conservative, Liberals, and NDPs, are really our three parties that have a chance of winning. Then I picked the one I hated the least. I'm not voting for socialists because I know history, and also I can look at all the socialist countries today. I'm not voting for liberals because Justin Trudeau is there and he's honestly the worst. So I voted for conservatives because I hated Andrew Scheer the least of all of them. So go out on Monday and vote. Don't spoil your ballot because it's pointless and no one cares and you're not making the statement you think you're making. And then Tuesday, go on with your day and be respectful of all the citizens who voted. That's my election episode. We'll see what happens. I'm interested, sort of excited, a little bit hopeful, but not very. So for more podcasts, such as my church history podcast, which is really interesting, you should definitely check that out. We're talking about the crusades right now. And for more blogs and for more videos, check out lauraleesiemens.com. I'll see you next week. We're going to talk about the outcome of the election.